Marcy, and I'm a very compulsive overeater. It is both intimidating and wonderful to be here at the same time. Um, I haven't spoken at a meeting this size in many, many, many years because at most of the meetings uh, where I live in Marin County, you need a, uh, an abstinence requirement that until recently um, I haven't had. So, um, yeah, so it's like, okay. Um, first of all, thank you so much for coming here to 12 Step Within and supporting love and acceptance, not only with our bodies, not only with weight, but I'm sure, I mean, I saw how you all greeted each other during the break. I'm sure it spills over to love and acceptance that travels further than this. And for that, I, I really thank you so much. Um, I started gaining weight when I was four years old from the pictures that I see. And to my mother, I mean, I didn't understand at the time. She was mentally ill and... and um, she had a narcissistic personality disorder. And that simply means that she, if anybody else being better than her is very threatening to that person. So, I mean, I was never okay enough. And so at some point, I'm sure I found food to like make it okay. And I don't know where I would be today. I mean, maybe I'd be, you know, fine. But I don't know where I'd be today if I didn't have food to soothe myself. Because while this was going on with my mother, my father was beating on my brother. It was a little, it was a little crazy. It was a little crazy. And I was too young to know where the liquor cabinet was or what it did, but I knew full well about food. <clears throat> And my mother happened to be an excellent cook and an even better baker. And the rule, well, there were several rules. One was, um, if you must eat this sweet or this thing that I made, then know your limits, you know, or it was um, just don't eat it. Just don't eat it. And if you do, we'll all look at you like something's wrong with you. But it was okay because I already thought something was wrong with me. And that was just confirmation of what I absolutely knew for certain. So here I am in a meeting about love and acceptance and valuing who we are and valuing, like for me, valuing who I was meant to be, you know, because in that kind of circumstance, I, I never got, when I was younger, to be who I feel like I was meant to be. It was what happened, and that's that. But it isn't till, like, I'm, I'm turning, on December 12th, I'm turning 80. And the best, and I was talking to one of my friends who I've known for years is here, and I was talking about how much better my life is at 80 than it was ever, <laughs> ever. 
ever. I have aches and pains and physical stuff and all that, and you know, I'm getting to walk a little funny when I get up from a chair. But it's all secondary. If I get to feel like I feel today for the rest of my life, then it will all be fine. I'll be so happy. Um, and I was also reminded that change happens. So. <laughs> um, but so for today, that's, that's the way it is. So I grew up fat. And when I look back at pictures now, I said, that wasn't fat. That, that was def. I mean, that was just. But, you know, my brother called me fat. So, and, you know, so the whole lie was perpetrated. And that's just the way that was. And then at some point, I, I well, I was on, I, I tried amphetamines when I was 12. My doctor gave me amphetamines. And then later on, when I was 15, my doctor gave me amphetamines. I knew I wouldn't sleep, but who cared? And my mother didn't seem to care that I wasn't sleeping. I was losing weight. I was finally looking good. Not finally was good, or felt good, or thought good thoughts, but I looked good. And I mean, I still have a little bit of that in me, don't you know? That's why I kind of do my thing, you know? <laughs> Make sure the match happens and everything. I mean, it's just in my nature, and I love it. But it's, I also like to look good. And um, so then in 1980, I found a way. And uh, I went to my first meeting with my friend. It was in Terra Linda. And I found by reading the history of OA, that was like one of the first meetings ever, you know, up there. And it was a big round circle. It was outside. It was a beautiful evening. And I went there, and it was like, oh my god, what is this? First of all, it was totally religious, and I was an atheist. That was not going to, this was not working for me. It was clear what it is, was. But I sat there, and I didn't listen to what was being said. And everybody was taking turns going around from seat to seat. Somebody could say pass, but everybody was going around. And it was like I didn't listen because I was busy thinking of what brilliant thing I was going to say to impress everyone. Doesn't everybody do things like that? You know? And I spent most of my life doing things like that. The vast majority of my life, of my adult life, was spent trying to be shine so that others would think well of me, because I couldn't think well of me. And like even when I came here today, okay, it was like, oh my God, I was going to speak first, and now we had to change, and Stephen is funny, he has a great reputation, and da-da-da-da-da. And then, oh, there's my friend I've known since 1980 in San Francisco, and she's still witty, and people still adore her. And oh, there's another friend from San Francisco, 
and she's so tall. And I mean, this all went through my mind today, despite the path I've been on. What was different was that at some point I recognized what I was doing. And that's the most wonderful thing in my life today, the awareness of what is going on in this crazy, not brain, my brain's fine. It's a good hard drive. The mind, the mind is corrupt software, you know? And it's like, so I was able to like go, oh, there you go, there you go. Not there you go again, Marcy, because I've done that enough to, for a lifetime. But there you go, and it's like, okay, you don't want to do this. This is not the direction you want to be going in. And so quite a while ago, I thought about direction, and I thought, okay, if I want to go to Canada, it's probably, from here, it's probably not a good idea to go west. <laughs> it's probably not a good idea to go south. And it's, hmm, Maybe not east, you know, not so bad, like maybe north. And then it was like, how to steer north enough to get to Canada? And it's like, that's, that's what I think. How should I steer myself to go in the direction I want to go in? That also happens to be how I'm eating and what I'm eating. I mean, I, after... 12 years of abstinence, a weight loss of over 100 pounds, keeping that off for 12 years. Um, I decided I didn't need OA anymore. And I had been coming into the city three times a week because the meetings in Marin weren't strong enough. And then I was going to Marin meetings and I had enough abstinence to I had enough abstinence to keep everything going. So I didn't, you know, I didn't need OA anymore. And most of my OA friends were in the city. And I was in Marin. So I stopped going. And I was fine. And then I was fine. And, and then I uh, had a uh, my back went into spasm. And I had to lay in bed for six months. I could crawl to the bathroom. And people came in and made dinner for me. And I would tell them, I was on gray sheet. I loved gray sheet. I never had cravings on gray sheet. Never had cravings on gray sheet. And, which I'm not on anymore, but I am partially. I found it something I could live with. Um, so, um, and then I stopped monitoring people about what was in the food that they were taking out their time <clears throat> to give me. And, um, and, and so then one night, you know, I could see that there were walnuts in the food. I had definitely the option of picking them out. They were large. They weren't crushed. And I just didn't. And in two more weeks, I was crawling to my car, because that's, I mean, I could do it this way, and like slide onto the seat from the floor, like partially 
like this, putting my foot on the pedal and going around the block where there was a store with the only thing he made was chocolate chip cookies. That's all he made. And that was the beginning of the end. Actually, the nuts were the beginning of the end. Actually, my thinking, I didn't need OA anymore. That was the beginning of the end. And I've had a tough time getting back. I tried. I went to OA again and tried. And I knew there was nothing wrong with OA. You know, and I knew there was something definitely wrong with me at the very core of who I am. Again, I'm wrong again. Being thin for a while masked the fact that I still thought I was a terrible person and wrong and unlovable and unlikable, and even though I had friends. Well, they didn't know the real me, of course. I mean, if they knew the real me, my friends do know the real me now. And it was like, you know, it was hell. And I tried another weight loss program and lost weight on that, you know, 70 pounds, I think, and was told by a sponsor that her sponsor didn't think I was thin enough. And, and I didn't wasn't happy there anyway, and so I stopped going there. And then I ate, ate, ate. I got over 200 pounds again. My top weight was 240, so I still had 40 to go, you know. And I, I, um, and I just said, the only thing place has been good to me is OA, and why don't I just shut up and listen? And I remember years ago when I said, everything's good about OA except the spiritual part. <laughs> and my friend Lynn said to me, Marcy, OA is the spiritual part. And I was like, it, I kind of like got what she was saying on a little bit of a way, and it made a dent, but not a very big one. <laughs> You know, um, it, it was going to be like carving new neural pathway, this God thing. You know, it was it was just hard. And but then they said that God could be anything I wanted. So at first it was a little elf, and then it was my grandmother. I have my grandmother's last her my grandmother's maiden name. I took it as my own when I got divorced because. She was, the, she was the only hint that I was a lovable person. And so to, to have her, and I knew my father loved me a lot, but my grandmother's was, love was so pure. So um, came back to OA and was more humble. Um, did God the best as I could, which is what, kind of what I'm still doing. It's still a struggle, but but the term um, uh, essence. I was talking to my sponsor once, and he and he said, "Well, what's the essence of God?" And I went, "Essence. You know, I believe in the essence of of God, of something holy, of things that are good, of a better world, and you know, so th that has morphed into something very nice for me. It's still not." 
what other people have, but it's what I have. You know, it's like, I'm just trying to be myself, you know, because I've never had the opportunity to do that out loud in front of everybody. But, you know, I don't think I have anything more to say, actually. So thank you very much. Thank you.